Hit the lights. You've discovered the Half Watt Podcast. We want to educate and entertain by tapping into the most trusted source of new technology, the ones installing and innovating it. You, the tradespeople that build from the ground up. Join us as we talk with industry leaders, veteran contractors, and even some young blood. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. So today I am privileged to talk about Half Watt Electric not half watt the podcast, a half watt electric. Unbeknownst to me, a friend of mine and a, a former student, uh, and he and we got to talking and we had started half watt podcast and he had started half watt electric. They we didn't even know it. And Karen? Yeah, I was walking uh I was doing a project uh on the Mia Ham building in Nike mm-hmm. and I was walking through the parking lot there and I saw and I was in the middle of thinking about logos and thinking and of course you think of you picture lightning bolts and, right and you sure. picture stars and sparks whatever sparks look like when you draw them out and then i just saw that bam there it was like half watt podcast that's kind of <laughs> ridiculous because we had just registered the name and you everything. just registered the name yeah. yeah and we were talking about logos and all that kind of stuff and your lovely wife is here elba say hi yes say hi. hi and you run the business with him yes Awesome. Well, as of now, um, we're just starting with the company, so I'm not as involved as I would like to because mm-hmm. I still have a full-time job. But She's the producer. <laughs> the, nice. <laughs> the producer the of Half Electric. I'm behind <laughs> the scenes. <laughs> well, what do you do for a living? I am a deputy director at a nonprofit organization oh, helping immigrants connect to legal and social services. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Wow. Very what nice. a great job. That's cool. I'm glad you do that. That's much more important than half watt electric. I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm teasing. You know, that's funny that you say that. I, make, I say that stuff all the time. I'm like, man, you just like jump right into a job. It's meaningful. It, you're, you're like, you're touching people. You're like, right. Jeez. Hmm. Well, they declared us like necessary or critical or uh, what essential workers, essential workers. Right? Yeah. When they closed everything down, and I was like, well. I mean, yeah, we do life safety, but like this system's not going to be on. You know, <laughs> is for it really another, life I don't safety? know how that's. Is it really <laughs> life safety? <laughs> With me is uh, my buddy Gage. Gage? I'm back. I'm back He's in the back. studio. It's He's back. It's funny you say that. I actually uh, have a, uh, a sticker on my hard hat that I bought off Amazon. Um, it's International Brotherhood, uh, Brotherhood of Essential Workers. And it's and there it's got go. and it's just got like an electrician wearing a gas mask. It's pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> a, wearing a wearing a gritty dust mask. It's all like yeah. <laughs> Start making me laugh, man. I'll do that. Oh God. So COVID fog uh, for everybody who's listening. I got COVID a couple of weeks ago, and the brain fog is real, and it didn't hit right away. But this week has been like I cannot find my ass with either hand and a GPS. So. It's just been that way. Hopefully, I, I bounce out of it. You've kind of been in a fog for about a decade, Gage. What's it like? Uh, man, it's... Um, what the hell, Mike? What you <laughs> so tell me about Half Watt Electric. Life in a you're, fog? <laughs> you're, you started this company from scratch. Mm-hmm. You, you, you want to talk about your previous employer? Like a point? Yeah, yeah please yeah, do. Yeah, sure. How long did you work for Point Monitor? I was with those guys... Uh, I guess they recruited me. Three years? No, it was 
it was five. I think it was. Five. I think it was yeah. about five. About five yeah. and a little over. Yeah. yeah. Which is longer, longer than I've worked for any company really? ever in my entire life. Yeah. That's a good for company. Sh- I mean. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. their trainings did a good job. They did a good job. Yeah. 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 They they nail nail it for for training. I think. So you worked for, and that's where I met you when mm-hmm. you were working for Point Monitor. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you worked I for Point Monitor, and then finished I, the whole uh, went the whole apprenticeship thing. Mm-hmm. Became a journeyman mm-hmm. and journeyed out with him and worked for him for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. two more years. Yeah, and then you decided like like Dakota, mm-hmm. you know, because you're the second person I've had on here who started his own company from scratch, mm-hmm. which is why I think this is critical for for people to hear. Mm-hmm. Because so so you decided to start Half Watt Electric and your wife is helping you. Mm-hmm. So now tell me about that process. How did you how did you decide to do that and how's it been? What's how's your decision? How was it was it worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um w- you know when you're working for someone else it's never you're never going to be working the way you want to mm-hmm. be working. Yeah. And um, it's nice to have that security of the 40 hours, clock in, clock out. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you're like, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily like the way that I'm having to be told to do this work. Mm-hmm. I think that there's maybe a different process that we could do to get this to go faster yeah. or to make it better. I, and, and not only that, I feel like uh, you know, we're, we're putting in all this effort, elbow grease, mm-hmm. and then we're just getting a little piece of it back, you know, and then they take your, you know, all, all your benefits or whatever it is out of that. And then, and, and it was like, you know, if we're doing this work that we're learning a skill and, and people need this, um, then, you know, why not, why not be the one, you know, charging for it directly yeah. instead of, why not take that, that, the profit and, and you, you you take your good customer service and your customer base take that profit back put it back in your own company right oh yeah, oh, yeah. and then then in your your uh, your wife elba wants to eventually help run more of the company oh yeah and she's already involved with it with a absolutely with yeah. her own she, thing so she's been involved with uh, pretty much every decision that we make um it it, it we all do it coordinated um mm-hmm. If I'm gonna put money towards some tool, if I'm gonna like, I'm gonna have to buy a sump pump. I don't have yeah. those yet. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the, I just sent you a photo of this me, earlier today. So for the listeners, I got a picture today. Uh, uh, we talk, we talk periodically or text periodically. Well, and talk too. And I got a text today. It said, "I think I found the the ground fault," and it was you looking in a vault, and I could see your reflection. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was I was like waving in the reflection foot, on the water. Nice. Five <laughs> foot of water in it. Yeah, that would be it. <laughs> I think I found the problem. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. so you got to get a sump pump. Yeah, so that way, like when I run into that, you know, I would say that's a big, uh, you know, difficult part of starting a, a, a yeah. you know, a company is like, okay, literally, what equipment do you need? No one can tell you that. Like, you need to get okay today a sump pump because it's becoming the wet season, and I know that I'm gonna get you know service call after service call, and it's all gonna be the same thing I've seen, mm-hmm. which is thing things filled with water. Yep. You know, and you gotta guess, and you gotta gas free it, so you gotta get a gas meter. See, now you're telling me something yeah. I don't even know yeah. yet. Yeah, a B- it, but it I would like recommend it's a, save my life. It is a BW. <laughs> uh, I would recommend BW, which is a Honeywell product, but uh-huh. they make mm. a good gas meter, and you can get it bump tested and calibrated. Um, yeah, that'll yeah. set you back a little bit. Well, so far I haven't jumped into any like real vaults. Good. Like I've been standing in things where I, if yeah. you know, 
It's just it's just the right it's just <laughs> it the right the thing, right to, thing do. to do. Yeah. yeah. And there's a <laughs> I would uh, say with it. If I was going to get a sump pump, I would get a gas a gas powered one because uh-huh. you can move uh, I've dewatered hundreds of pump of vaults and that to me was ultimately like not having to run a Yep, an extension, pa- an cord. extension cord, and it's mm. a three quarter inch. Like most of your sump pumps that you get from Home Depot, or you know, a you couple hundred a bucks, or yeah, on. you run a garden hose. So it's a three quarter inch outlet, which takes like a fire hose, or uh, no, it's a three quarter inch outlet on an electric pump. So oh, it's okay. like a it's like a garden hose output, which takes as soon as you put one in, you go, uh oh, this is going to be a long day. Yeah. So if you get a uh, like a 250 gallon or 200 gallon per minute pump, gas pump. You just drop the hose in there and pull the cord, start it up, and you'll pump that thing dry and and or down to where you're going to need, and you're going to need muck boots. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Or waders, <laughs> or muck boots and waders. Uh, yeah, and you can you borrow just... a pair of my waders. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I have plenty of muck boots. Well, I was hot, so I thought about just taking a dip. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, while I was working on the electrical, but I decided to go home instead. You can also rent. Uh, rent these pumps so you can start you can get an agreement with a rental company and rent a pump for you know a couple hours gonna get one yeah yeah i can yeah i can see but again this is one of those things that until you start encountering these problems um you you don't know like yeah okay i'm gonna need one of those you know or a generator or a you know or a an extension ladder (laughs) yeah or or like it like a like an a-frame i've because i did backflows i would I would open up the vault, uh, drop an A-frame in. If I didn't have to, because I do backflow testing, I I would just, you know, if the if the water wasn't that high, I'd just drop an A-frame in there, you know, gas-free. I'd go in there, stand on the A-frame with my muck boots and just test yeah. in a foot, you know, two foot of water, three foot of water. It didn't matter to yeah. me. As long as it's not over the actual As long as device. it's not over the device, <laughs> yeah. But when you're dealing with a ground fault like this, then the client needs to install a pump. Yeah. And when I worked at Western, um, we did. I did that work for him because a lot of those plugged right into the GFCI in the vault. Mm-hmm. So I would just go in there, cut like inch and a quarter PVC, put a check valve in, and drop a sump pump right in there, and then use that sump pump because you can get an electric sump pump that'll have an output of inch and inch and a half to inch and a quarter, and that will move water too. But you got to have power. And right. if, a, if the vault's already gone up and it's tripped the breaker, then you don't have any power, and then you got other problems. So it's yeah. like a you know spend some time and uh-huh. figure out what you want. I um, like gas because it was easy and I could throw it in my van. I like you know? the standalone idea of that. You, know, yeah. you don't have to like bring your because what exactly. if the, what if the what if the power is one hundred and twenty feet away? <laughs> right, right. And then you can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then you got to buy an extension, buy your extension cord for that to run a high load that far out is $150 because you're going to need a 10 gauge extension cord. Right. So you're like, well, I'm, I'm screwed either way here. How am I supposed <laughs> to do? Indeed. All the fun you can have, all the fun you can have. So, but how, how have you been doing on drawings and, and putting in equipment? How's that, how's that been working out? Like, yeah. Um, you know, when you're having to choose like software, right? Like right? you go, it's just another one of those things where you're, you're going, there's Bluebeam, there's Procore, mm-hmm. there's Excel, there's, and you can do all, you can do all this stuff in Excel. You can do, you can have a simple graphic design program and you can like do your drawings. You know, the, the, uh, I'm, 
did a, I, my first set of drawings and I was using like a really like a $45 like desktop publishing thing mm -hmm. on my Mac and I'm, and I'm literally like copying and once I get the line at the perfect angle, you know, I'll just cut and paste and kick it over, you know, like <laughs> yeah. all of it, like none of this, you know, when you pick up, there's like Firecat or Cat right. or any of these yeah. things and like it, they do all this stuff for you. I'm sitting here trying but then to you're, like, But then you're weighing the cost versus like yeah. what you've got available, right? right? And yeah. you don't want to go broke doing this. Yeah. So you're like, oh my God, how do I... Oh, it turns out that that it, it, when you're starting a business, it's extremely easy to spend money. It's so <laughs> yeah. easy. It's easier to spend it than it is to oh, make it. Oh my goodness! It seems like yeah. th there's just people coming out of the woodwork that can help you for a fee, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a monthly fee, uh, a licensing fee. That's crazy, and, and yeah, and that stuff yeah. adds up. It and you really have to pick, does. Pick and choose, you know, which which people are you going to use, which which things can you outsource safely like mm -hmm. think about just if you're trying to find a bookkeeper okay if you don't know someone well who are you about to trust with all literally all of the grittiest details of yeah. your business yeah you know, i could imagine you know yeah. you can you can find an internet bookkeeper okay <laughs> they might be good right <laughs> or they might might be a TikTok star or a star. <laughs> or both. Right. Yeah, or both. Or both. Maybe they're excellent and they're also good at hiding money. You, know, like yeah. you, you don't know. So it's What do just, you mean you're in yeah. the Caymans? What's going on here? Yeah, yeah with uh, there's what, Fiverr.com? Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. When we were designing our business cards and our logo and stuff, we go on Fiverr. Mm -hmm. And we found a lady that was in Bangladesh, I think, that, mm -hmm. that did Jackie Balboa. You know, I out, shout out Jackie. I doubt that's her name. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. sounds awfully American. It sounds for awfully American. Yeah. Uh, right. Graphic designer, but you know, you never know. You never know. No, it's like when you're it's calling on a call tree <laughs> and you know that you're talking to somebody in India or something like that. It's like, yeah. my name is Tom. No, it's, it, it can't be Tom. <laughs> yeah. It cannot be Tom. Yeah. It can be a lot of words and names, but it can't be Tom. Like the end of Horrible Bosses yeah. when they have to use the, the emergency call and he gives a obviously super American name. And they're like, they're in the middle of like running for their lives. And they're like, what's your actual name? And it's like super long, you know. <laughs> they're still halfway down the block when he's finished saying it. We called Comcast one time for a problem. I know you're shocked by that, but we called Comcast for our <laughs> internet issue. And uh, the lady had uh, chickens. So as she's talking to us, she, and I think she was, I think it was, I think it was the Philippines, because I, I, I spent a lot of time there, so she had a lot of Tagalog going on, and and I, there were, I could seriously hear chickens in the background, and I and my mother-in-law was on. I said, "Can you you ask her where she's from?" She goes, "Well, I can't really say." I'm like, "But I, I it had to be." But yeah, right. and, and then it happened again. We called her back, and she does customer, and she was a great customer service. I'm like, "I don't care. You could be in Thailand or." Or you can be enough. a Malala. If you're good at what you do, it doesn't really matter at this my, point. My right. co-host Diesel, Diesel the, the German Shepherd, has decided to go on patrol. Hey, you, come here. D. He's here. ringing bells. Diesel. Where'd yeah. you find this this guy? Oh, my gosh. We had a dog named Otis because he was from Otis. And uh, he, uh, we had to put him down. My father-in-law, when he was alive, said you have to have another german shepherd so we went back to the same breeder and this is one of two that she had she, this was the one that was not as active and uh he has been probably the best dog i've ever owned in my life he is absolutely beholden to me like like where i go he goes and uh when i 
I brought him here one time and he will not let me leave on a Thursday night to go anywhere <laughs> at all. Yeah. Like he seriously, as I open up the front door, he's already out. There's no stopping him. He weighs 90 or 100 pounds, so it's not like I'm going to stop him anyway. So <laughs> all the guests have met him and, you know. Well, it's, it's like when you get a dog, they tell you that you want to keep it with you to bond it yeah. with you. But what they don't That's tell what do you in parentheses, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Is that why he never leaves your side? Never leaves my side. It's <laughs> always on my barn. <laughs> but what they don't tell you is that it's a two-way street, man, that you're bonded yeah. to them too yeah. and you're going to be in yeah. trouble as soon as... Soon as they're, you know, you leave and they're throwing themselves against the door, and you're like, "I never want to leave my house again." <laughs> we we've been traveling a couple times since mm -hmm. we got our most recent dog, Lily, and like, I don't even want to travel anymore. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I'm not going. Anywhere. What kind of dog is it? She's a little Yorkie, little Yorkshire yeah, Terrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not see, that little though. Yeah, yeah. She's a giant Yorkshire Terrier. Giant Yorkshire yeah, Terrier. She's like twelve or thirteen pounds. Like she ate her brother that in is, the womb or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> this is. So we had one we had to put down uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was kind of sad. And this is, um, I want to say her replacement, but her replacement. Not right there. The pug. There you go. That is Carl, named by, and then the other one is our foster failure. But that's, that's him right there. So... Oh. And then Bella is the foster failure. We have six dogs. No one comes near our house. No one. And we have like 12 cars parked in the yard. So they're like, whatever's going on there. We Are you pimping out your there. rides? Pimping my rides, yo. 12 low riding <laughs> ground lights. I think yes. he got a pug just so he could like gaslight his wife. Just oh like, my God. I don't snore. It's the dog. It's the dog. <laughs> he's just, actually. He's playing the long game. <laughs> we were, we, we had a chihuahua. And um, we had two chihuahuas, the brother and sister, and, this, and the sister died before we, it really unexpectedly, we had to put her down. And You're really. We have a lot, we've got through a lot. We had a dog daycare. That was my small business I owned was a dog daycare. Oh, sure. And so we, uh, we had this, uh, this opportunity to buy this pug, and my granddaughter, took my granddaughter there, and I said, jump in there and figure out which one you want. She picked Carl, named him Carl on the way up. And man, has he been a lot of fun. And he's really super bright too. Like, you know, it's already figured out where to go to the bathroom and it's not on the carpet, like, you know. So, I don't know. And that he's a nice. snuggle bunny, which the chihuahuas were like, I'm not snuggling with you, you suck. Really? Yeah, one of them was pretty snuggly, but the but the girl was like, no, I'm kind of standoffish. And uh, although she was really cute. But, so. I feel you on the, the not traveling thing. I, I have two border collies. And that's how my wife is. She's like, if we can't take the dogs, I'm not going. Yeah. And I'm like, I know I feel that way, but I also love my grandparents. <laughs> <laughs> can't we just start accessorizing our dogs? Right. Just wear it around your neck or something. Right. And, just and I'm like, like bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. We're going to Puerto Rico, going to Mexico. <laughs> He's the one that gets to travel. <laughs> oh, so you, do you get to travel for your job or? No, for you fun. You just get to travel for fun. I'm going to go celebrate my 40th birthday with my girlfriends. Where at? Puerto Rico. Oh, nice. nice. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Is that your accent, Puerto Rican? No, Guatemalan. I'm oh, okay. originally from Guatemala. Nice. nice. Yeah. I had an aunt that was from there, so that was cool. She, they were my, well, grand aunt, but was my my grandfather's brother served in Guatemala throughout World War II. 
and Panama. And I was like, wow. Uh, and then so he married a woman <laughs> who's Guatemalan and she, they, they lived in Los Angeles for like 50 years. Yeah, yeah so yeah, it's cool. Beautiful yeah. country. Yeah. Is it? It's, oh yes. Oh, I'd love it's to see got it. The, it's got the Mayan uh, history. Oh. oh yeah. It's no got, kidding. You know, like the Jaguar Temple, it's one of the yeah. most famous pyramids. Yeah. Um, so you've been there and checked yeah, it out? No yeah, kidding. We we, uh, we originally went down there and uh, we took the whole family on a road trip up to Tikal, um, wow. which is like you know the big one of the largest cities uh, of the Mayan mm -hmm. Empire. And it, and it's strange too because when you're walking around, you know, you see all these like kind of gently rounded hills, jungle, mm -hmm. you know. But you're like, that kind of looks like a pyramid. That kind of looks like a pyramid. <laughs> And then as you go and, and you're learning more about it, you're like, actually from LIDAR photo, photographs mm -hmm. that they've taken in recent years, they're like, that is a pyramid. Right. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, that is bizarre? Yeah. And the measurements and the on these on these over. pyramids and the and how they orient how they the orient them is incredible. Yeah. Like the like the main like pyramid it. in Egypt is is incredibly accurate. Right. Like, with its I, orientation. I, with its yeah. orientation. Yeah. It's like holy what? cow. With, it's That's within awesome. an inch. Looking at a picture, holy cow! Perfectly square within an inch, and it's ginormous. Yeah, and how many thousands of years ago did That's they make so it? So sweet. I yeah. was always. And how did they that. do it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. They have hundreds of them too. That's really. Yeah, and if you, if you sent like two hundred, you know, technicians out, and you said, <laughs> "I want you to make these square perfectly," no. It would happen. Not a chance. It would not a chance in hell. What do you think that period would look yeah. like when it was finished? I saw somebody try to move a block <laughs> that they would use in the Egyptian pyramid with the with standard with like heavy equipment. It was just a joke. It was really? a joke. Yeah, it was just like just there tons. was just no way. And then they got a, you go somewhere else on the web. It's like, oh, well, you can do it with a couple of logs and a rope and fifty people. I'm like, really? You can't do it with an excavator or a crane, but you can do it with fifty people and a. You know, yeah. have you and a couple or you watch the riggers that 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 are putting up these uneven loads and like how crazy that is? You're like, okay, that's not a six thousand pound. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> right. It's like crazy, man. Yeah, there's so many unanswered things, yeah. and that's a that's a classic example. Yeah. You know, do you wonder about like I don't know electricity? Do yeah. they knew about lightning? They knew about metal. I mean, if you have I don't know why. Why electricity only now, or do you think maybe it maybe uh, it ancient is, technology maybe lost? It's a hard call, and I don't want to take the podcast into some some spooky crap. But I'm telling you that <laughs> that if you phenomenon. look at some of the some of the artwork that follows the pyramids in in Central Central America, and I know I'm in, in Central. I've been bugging myself the last twenty seconds. I was like, Central America. What did you say? Um, South America. Oh, yeah. But they're <laughs> they're uh, the some of the drawings show like spacecraft and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, okay, what what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. And I, I can I can very easily be dropped down that rabbit hole. So these guys well, know already. Man. Yeah, we're gonna have to cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> no, there we're was cutting that. Mike uh, out. You've had Did enough you see water. The Netflix, The Ancient Apocalypse. Not him? yet. Oh Is it God. good? I want to. Well, I mean, he's got a whole theory. You could watch it to find out what his theory is, I, and it's entertaining and interesting. And the fact that they make computer projections of like what these sites will look like where they are is pretty amazing. Um, but the thing that's most uh, intriguing to me is that 
we know whether you believe any of his theories or not, we know that during the at the end of the last ice age, the the sea level rose like forty feet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and ninety five percent of the population lives on the coast. So if if forty if you raise that water forty feet, like you're burying just about every city on the globe under yeah. under forty feet of water. And yeah, how that how that work? Yeah, what happened? Where are where are those? Where are they? Yeah, <laughs> no, there's a lot of there's a lot of mysteries. I look at it this way: um, we haven't we just had our first conversation with a whale. It took it, they had a 20 minute conversation with a whale, a humpback whale. I, I truly had a conversation, and it got pissed and laughed. It was like <laughs> no what is sugar this, a voicemail. Yeah. No, it was they they talked back and forth. They did actual language. They actually wow. communicated with it. And it got frustrated because it was saying things and it was taking the, the scientists a while to, because they had to piece together the sound. And he, left. And he was just like, like I'm out of here. He, he flipped him the flipper and laughed. He was like, I'm out of here. That's the first, it's really the first time that they've had a communication with, now they have communicated, they have taught uh, primates to communicate via sign language and they can do that and they can learn our language and and talk and that right. is not i'm not saying that they can't animals can't be taught to communicate because they can i mean my dog can communicate i can't speak dog but he knows you know all the commands have I a give certain dialogue exactly language together. but yeah. that is them learning our language it's not us learning theirs and we can read body language and stuff like that but right. we're really not communicating and so this conversation with a whale was the first conversation they've had with a, another species that they knew really happened this, it's just like I said, this just happened a few months ago. Cool. So, <clears throat> you know, we've yet to really break in and, and talk to a primate in the primate's language, which is the closest genetically to us that you can have, would, would, I think is a, I don't know, rhesus monkey or chimpanzee or, I don't know, something. Mongo the ape. Chimps, right? Ape. But, but, yeah, yeah, but chimps. they can learn our language and speak to us, but we still have not. Meanwhile, you know, we're deforesting the Amazon and and killing species as fast as we possibly can so that we can, I don't know, raise cows or some crap. It's just like, it's crazy, man. I'm like, wait, we cannot, we're sort of on a trajectory that makes it very difficult for us to kind of, you know, sit back and realize, hey, look, there are other animals on this rock in space besides you Mm -hmm. and -hmm. your car, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And your other car and your Hummer. I mean, it's just, it's it's ridiculous. And so to me, the fact that people thousands of years ago obviously knew enough to build a pyramid and align it mm-hmm. <laughs> within, a, within a half a degree of accuracy mm-hmm. and the you, thing is gargantuan, you, we're probably missing something. If you put someone in the field today and, I, <laughs> and said, I want this to, to go perfectly north, Right, without a without a laser, without without the tools, let alone like forty two points two three degrees where where Sirius is going to rise like on the horizon. I my my guest bedroom isn't within an inch square. Yeah, and they built an entire pyramid within the Mayan the Mayan calendar. The, The the Mayan calendar is accurate to like. I don't know, a thousand years or something. It's it's crazy accurate. Right. It's like, right. okay, we clearly had something happen, you know. We're doing some rounding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're still doing rounding. We said Joe Rogan 
uh, his name before the podcast, and I think Mike was just like, yes, that's what we're going to do today. I would... I, <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. I can hear Tyler cackling from outside my, my uh, producer. With that being said... <laughs> Fine. Between the, you know, the different types of low voltage, uh, what would you say you do more... Uh, what's your favorite? What would you say you do here at Ed Attack? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. office Great, space. great movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, fire alarm systems. You know, we, mm-hmm. we um, I was lucky to um, be starting to be trained on fire alarm systems with Point, point Monitor mm-hmm. and um, and just been continuing with it. I, at some point, um, I went over and jumped over to the Union, and that was kind of like, that was sort of a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was taking I was taking twelve weeks off during the uh, when the when the lockdowns first happened. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And and at that time, I don't know. I, I must have had some time to think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Because then I walked out one day and there was a uh, sticker on the car from the IBW that said you could be making whatever thirty-five yeah. an hour or whatever it was at the time. And I'm right. like, well. That's just one conversation, and it's like a five dollar bonus or whatever. It was. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So it was kind yeah. of a no brainer, and and you know joining the union was great, and I've got to jump around to some of these larger uh, projects. You know, I was a foreman on Intel for a little while. I was a foreman at Nike for a little while. Oh nice. Uh, doing fire alarm systems on both, and just learning a lot, learning a ton. Oh yeah. Those Intel, you know. <clears throat> That uh, that EST system there yeah. is jaw droppingly big, yeah, and very complex. And the, and the low voltage guys there, like you know QPS, those guys mm-hmm. over there, like it's it's a whole nother ball. It's game. next level. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. really gotta up your game. You well, know? Uh, the EST system, uh, I is you know you'll find it at the Pentagon and you know, small places like I don't know. You know, Oregon Convention Center. Just don't add, just don't add six like centimeters of copper to it. Yeah, just, just don't just don't change the wiring. So for kids, if you don't know, the EST system, it's been the three anyway, will map itself out. So it maps all the devices. And if you star configure the devices, it remaps differently and causes a trouble. And I think the four, they took care of that. But the three is like, something's changed. And, you know, most of the EST techs go, yeah, you just connect to it and say, shut up, accept the map, move on with your life. But it bothers some people, you know. However, I went to a system before I left PSI that had been running continuously for 11 years. Hmm. I mean, continuously. They may have restarted the CPU, but they didn't do anything to it. And it flat operated nonstop for 11 years. Now, I don't know too many damn systems that'll run. My stuff, I have to three finger salute every other day. So... Are honest to God. Well, hold on. I'll fix this problem. Reboots. Okay. Yeah. I was a toaster oven for about 10 minutes and now I'm good. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, are you enjoying uh, what you are doing with half watt electric? And uh, do you see yourself uh, really getting into it in the future as you guys grow? And Yes. <laughs> I think the decision that we made. Um, about having a company of our own was a hundred percent accurate and yeah. <laughs> I've been enjoying it because since COVID when he was out of work for a few months yeah. um, I love having him home right. and that's mm-hmm. how it is right now when he goes to work uh, for less hours than he would be if he was with a company mm-hmm. and um, I just love having him 
home and um, and also making a little extra money. You yeah, know? yeah. With yeah. less working, hours working for work. us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the so, money's going right to you guys. Yeah. yeah. And just the fact that we have a a family-owned, women-owned, minority-owned mm-hmm. company. It's amazing, and it's something that we both are building for our family, and it's it's nice. It feels nice. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's really good. So, oh, no, no, no. oh I was going to say, uh, where do you get most of your jobs? Are you doing a lot of service and then get, uh-huh. getting some install work afterwards? or? Yeah, it's a, well, it started out with a lot of cold calling, uh, nice. just telling people that I existed. I bought a book called... Uh, Cold Calling 101. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and just started applying it and reaching out to every company. You know, I had this conversation with mm-hmm. you, I think. I, I came to Mike when I was uh, like just, just getting, just hanging out my I shingle. I think just, just put your shingle out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Because we, we started the company like actually in 2019, but we weren't, we weren't actually working on it. It was just on paper. And then so uh, April of last year, um, jumped into it full time um, and so yeah was there a question involved with that oh yeah no I mean you, you pretty much answered it just like um, are you are you pushing for for oh, yeah, service where are the jobs of... coming from yeah. yeah so you're basically just trying to get yourself known with everybody yeah. that you can and then you know with the service companies uh, you know, they need people that can come out today, like later today, or, right. or can schedule stuff fast. And that's where, like, a new company can come in and be a lot faster. If you call one of these other more established ones, they're like, yeah, we could be out in five weeks. Right. Yeah, we could be out, in, you know. You, that's and a it's, good way to say it. Yeah. 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 And so you just say, okay, well, I'll be out there on <clears> Thursday. <throat> you know, yeah. That's something that we can have, you know, as a small company. And, you know, I think it would be ideal, you know, when you talk about that work-life balance because you spend a certain amount of time, like every job you get, you're in the field working it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then the time at home, which, um, you know, working from our home office, right? Um, that's all of the sales, all of the bookkeeping, all of the, you know, any management that you're doing, you're at home. And I, I, I feel like that would be, I think like maybe everybody should just start their own business. Yeah. yeah. And like maybe yeah. no more big businesses. Like we're all just like a one man shop. Yeah. And if you got a bigger job, maybe 10 one man shops get together. You're, like, you're not, you're not, you're, I will tell you that, that in watching the conglomerates, I can't put it any other way. Is that the right word? Um, conglomerates would be the right way to put it right a group of companies yeah the big the big companies that are that are oh pushing, the huge yeah, like the huge, multinational where they're pushing all these things together mm-hmm. and i don't know that it's necessarily been advantageous like i and i've worked for them you know that have been buying small companies and, and piecing together these things it changes the culture and it changes the 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 way that that your your services run the way that your that your employees look at the way they work, um, and I'd love to say that there hasn't been blowback, but I have talked to technicians that were formerly my employees and have changed companies and go from one company to the next, and it's, they say it's just there's they've lost this culture of of a small dynamic team that was responsive and quick. 
Yeah. And so you're not too far off the mark by saying, hey, I think that, you know, it would be nice for people to, like, you know, if I call for service, get it that day or get it that week and not be told, gosh, gee, we can be there in May, you know, May, uh-huh. which is which is bad squeeze, honestly. Uh-huh. You yeah. can't have a trouble sitting on a fire panel for, for four for four weeks while you unscrew your head over here to figure out what's next. Uh-huh. And that's what's going on. And it's uh-huh. it, it literally is a problem. And so I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Small businesses can do things that large businesses just can't. And there are things large businesses can do that, you know, small businesses can't as yeah, well. Yeah, if you want to build a stadium, it helps to. Right. <clears throat> helps to. But be gigantic. I, I think that the difference in big bins, businesses and small businesses are that the small businesses, because they care so much about their company and their service, they care about the service that they're providing. And the big companies, because they're so disconnected from the employees mm-hmm. and maybe mistreating them in a way, you right. know, not mistreating them directly, Just but using them like a kind of like yes. chess pieces. You know? Yeah. So that makes uh, employees not care about what they're doing, which makes yeah. the bigger companies look bad. In I, their I don't disagree yeah, with that. Absolutely. That's a really good analysis. Yeah. And, it, and it, it's, it starts to show. Yeah. It really does start to show. And it's in our industry in my experiences and talking to, because I talk to every apprentice that goes through the system, and I have for over a decade now, uh, there's been a, a decline in satisfaction uh, that I I can only attribute to um, merging and making these small companies bigger. I mean, I, I, that's just dissatisfaction been, yeah. just with apprentices and the people that they're working with. Dissatisfaction the with the for. company not giving a shit about them. Yeah. Flat out. Mm, yeah. Because they're coming off going, look, the most important thing is get dollars through the door. That's yeah. the most important thing. You're yeah. doing this to get dollars through the door. And, and you're charging for a journeyman and you're sending this guy and you don't yeah. really care about this guy. Or you're, or you have you. In order for you to keep your doors open, you have to. Anytime you roll the vehicle out, you're going to have to pull a minimum of X amount of dollars in. So if I stack up five service calls on you, and I expect you to get those five service calls, all I'm seeing is, did you get those five service calls done? But what if the guy goes out and the first service call takes? eight hours yeah because yeah. the client needs the thing up but you know the technician has got four more calls and so he's got to you, you at that point now you're fixing the client and saying look I'll come back and I've done that so I've been in those positions where it's legit I'm out there working the client I can't fix a client I said look I've got you know two other important calls I've got to go to but in most companies there was a workaround hey I could either get another technician to take my other call, or I could send another technician here, or I could double back after my two calls. That flexibility for the technician, gone. Gone. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Now he's got to do it. Now it's corporatocracy <laughs> saying, you had two hours, you didn't get the job done, we'll schedule you a week from now, and you may not be the guy that goes back. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, how is that customer service? Yeah, now you're working with robots and you know there's no customer relationship there i i always taught and always felt like the technicians that worked for me i had to be a team and so i didn't look at myself as a manager 
I looked at myself as a coach. And so I'm looking at the players and I'm saying, okay, uh, this guy's never worked on this equipment. This person's never worked on that equipment. I need to get you exposed to it, get you the right tools, get you used to this client, this equipment, this setup. And then in the back of my head, I think, okay, Gage can handle this type of equipment. If I have another breakdown like that, he's at least has some knowledge. So now I have two people who can go out and handle it. Yeah. Then I, okay, this, this problem comes up again. I can send a third person out there. I know this person can work on this brand. This could work, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This client doesn't like this particular technician. I don't want to send that guy out there. That's what the coach does. The yeah. coach is on top of who, who I can send where, when, and how. Who, what, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And what do I need to get you to your strengths? And how do I play to those strengths? And what tools do you need? And what do you want to do too? That's that's a big one too, you know. Yeah. Because the guy's his strength is pulling wire, and maybe he wants to program. You right. Know? Yeah. So exactly. You, to, you know, I always pictured uh, having a company as being like just a core of five, five people. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know why I like that number, but it seems to recur in management. You know. <laughs> but wouldn't it be great to just have five guys who are the best at what they do? Mm-hmm. And then, and then, delegate as allow as much power down that chain of delegation as possible, so that the guy at the lowest down has as much room to make decisions as possible. And I then, like that. you know, between your, you know, you got five, five guys that are just, no, that are mavens and know what they're doing and mm-hmm. are super good at it. Then from there, you know, by empowering the people that are working under those guys and empowering them to you know, to be flexible with their guys as well. I just, like, wouldn't it be, that, that's the crack team. That's, what, that's, that's the A-team. That, that's what that's everybody exactly wants. It, you, yeah. know, you got your Hannibal, your BA, <laughs> you know. You're, no, but that, so we looked at that for inspections because I thought when I was doing his inspections for Simplex at hospitals, I thought, man, if I could just get four guys who were, who were really good at inspecting and they didn't, you know, and if we were going to hit a hospital, we would hit that hospital on the hours that they wanted us to be there, the way they wanted us to do the work, the way that they wanted their documentation for, for DNV or for, for the Joint Commission, and hit all these things. Then we could break up that contract and literally pay everybody, you know, a good amount of money. And mm-hmm. if you had like seven hospitals, you would be, you would be making bank and your product would be superior and you would be the same cat going to the same place every time so that the hospital because the biggest thing in working for one is i know i've got somebody who knows how to get keys how to get badges how to get access who to talk what manager to talk to in surgery when you got to go in there how where are you gown down at you know i don't have to show you anything you know it all and when i was doing hospitals i did you know, all the legacy facilities and one of the Providence facilities and two down the gorge and, you know, one in McMinnville. So I had all this, this knowledge base. And I thought, man, if I could just, if I just had the gumption, I could go create a company to do just inspections and be good at it. And now <clears throat> being 25 years later in the game, if I had the money and the time, I would do fire smoke damper inspections, honest to God. There's a business in that. Hmm. And that no one's picking up the ball on, and and if yeah yeah I swear to God, some somebody out there is gonna either fire smoke fire smoke dampers yep fire smoke dampers are what they have to be tested have to be tested certified replaced Uh, it takes a special license because you know it's not a low voltage thing, but 
how many addendums do you have to get before you can do business in this industry? Not, you know, not, you know. I'm just saying. Not that, as much as you would think. Not as much as <laughs> no, you think. You do. You but, need. You need to have your. You have business license. You have to have right. bond. You have to have like. Oh, your I CLA. thought. Oh, you oh, 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 then your contractor's license. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like you have yeah. your CLA addendum. You got like uh, some. You got your uh, fire extinguisher certification yeah. or or what do they call fitness it? Fitness. And, yeah. yeah. Like, so, I mean, I know, I know that it's crazy, but, but as I can tell my students, you know, that there's going to be a, a group of students who, who start testing smoke dampers and become, and become good at it. Do L, power over ethernet LED lighting. That's another big one. LED lighting, power over ethernet LED yeah, lighting I've been is working, huge. We've been working on that. You know, we've been developing relationships <clears throat> with distributors or, or, uh, you know, manufacturers of, mm -hmm. of you know, smart lighting, man. Mm. Uh, That's but, it. And it's I've been I've been in, in in contact with um, Dave as well, uh, yeah. Gilson, about that because yeah. I know it's his. You know, it's almost a pet project for him to get that all over the world. It <laughs> is. Uh, but yeah, it is. Uh, and, and he's made a lot of, and he's made about. good money doing what he does. Mm -hmm. And and he's been running his own show for years, so he's you know. He's on it. I think. Well, I mean, how do you, how do you convince, because electricians do lighting, so how do you convince the client or the customer that don't go with the high voltage guy? Because he's right. not going to like that either. He's not. You know, yeah. Sparky no. does not want people yeah. coming talking about smart lighting. Right. You know, because that's just taking away his guys who are no longer going to be pulling that wire, no longer going to be... You know, they put in the power supply and then they're done. That's two hours for a Sparky and yeah, two hours for um, a high voltage guy and then low voltage work after that. Here's mm -hmm. the here's the here's the takeaway. A, I'm not putting 277 in my ceiling, so the fire hazard's down. B, I'm using less energy and getting the same power lumens, the same mm -hmm. amount of light, and I got smart lighting. So you're you're saving electricity, and we're seeing the loads go down on electrical systems. Period. Because it, more it, of this is being installed. Mm -hmm, because more LED lighting is being installed. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, like I told my students, I said, you know, the last time I did my continuing ed, the it was it they have just approved 10 amp breakers for your bedrooms at home. So, you know how 15 amp is right, a standard yeah, breaker. Yeah, yeah. Maybe 20 if you have a you know yeah. higher load. 15. 10 amps, 10 amp breakers, and they'll eventually they'll go down below that because everything is running so efficiently now. So that's a big deal. Like, like you can see the trend. Mm -hmm. So it may not be this year, but you know, if we could do Li-Fi, if I'm moving a, a Li-Fi signal off of lights, off of LED lights, and I'm pointing at them over your wife's shoulder, then you could not have Wi-Fi, which goes through the walls and some you know jerk down the street can use it. You could just have light handling the data. Which is the which is the next generation? Plus, it's got a higher bandwidth, so it moves a more throughput. Now, yes, your phone has to be, you know, with the light. It has to but be. If, if, but if every light in your house is sending out Li-Fi, then yeah, I don't know about Li-Fi. <clears throat> Li-Fi is the next. <laughs> pretty cool. It's, it's <laughs> coming. Either. Well, good. This is it's, what, no, what we're here for. Yeah. So, so because light is a visible light, and it's it can be an infrared component. It doesn't have to be visible because but, it has but to be you line would of never sight. see it. But it has to be line of sight. Yeah, because it can't bend corners, but that's the that's where the future is going. Oh yeah, yeah. So now it's it's trying. How do you get uh, developers to start seeing that advantage? Mm -hmm. um, and how do you, um, yeah, 
how do you convince an electrician to give half of his job away? Because <laughs> right. what's you know, if an electrician's putting in the panel, the lights, mm -hmm. the outlets, well, now he's not putting in the lights. <laughs> right. Now he right. doesn't need as many right. outlets. You know, so so he's you know trying to convince the electricians that this is in their favor. Well, it doesn't seem like it is. It's not. And Seems I hate like to be the, a jerk about it, writing, but it's just not. The yeah, writing's the on the wall. The words of the prophet mm -hmm. are written. The words of the See? <laughs> I was going to ask I you mean, about that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, with that being said, most of that would be like somebody's retrofitting and you're trying to get in there in the beginning to to do it, and then you sub the high high voltage guy. Which right. is They're true. gonna be our yeah. subs, right? Yeah. yeah. But if you look at lead, so so platinum <laughs> lead buildings and gold buildings, right, that have our super super energy efficient, the the LE the lead right, the programs, lead. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's no reason not to have that in housing. There's no reason not to have it in housing because you can now have builders that build super tight houses, so tight in fact that you have to vent them because they to make sure that you don't build up you know, carbon monoxide and dioxide. Um, so they can be very efficient, low energy, so the fire hazard's down. So if we're just following the trend forward, if if I have one outlet, and I know that the code dictates something different, but right. if I have USB outlets where I have my power outlets, I wouldn't use any transformers. I would just plug it straight into the USB. Right. How much of your stuff is going to be plugged into USB-C since that's going to be the standard? You think it's right? going to be the standard? Yeah, absolutely it is. God. That'd be strange. God, I hope they don't change it anymore. You know, I'd be, be, but yeah. They're just going to add a little like bump <clears throat> off one side. <laughs> <laughs> so make it different. So tell me about your music. I, yeah. I didn't realize you were a musician. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I studied music my whole life. I, um, I was raised or I went to undergrad doing classical music uh, and composing and all of that good stuff. I, I know no you idea. always talk about, yeah, you always talk about the various uh, yeah. routes into low voltage. Yeah, are, this was yeah. it, huh? Yeah. Um, so uh, for me, I was kind of, um, I was noticing like I would find period, when I first moved to Portland, I was temping a lot. So I was mm -hmm. doing a lot of data entry and um, I would spend periods out of work, three months here and then a few months out of work. And I was noticing that I'd spend, you know, I'd go into my basement uh, where I had a little workbench and I'd, I'd spend eight hours, 10 hours, like just, just putting together circuits. You know, I like to build, um, I like to build little uh, things that go bleep and bloop. You know, mm -hmm. I built a sine wave oscillator. Um, I built something called an Atari punk console. It's like a you use two 555 timer chips, mm -hmm. and then somehow they create. It sounds a lot like an Atari 2600. Yeah, it, it just makes really great kind of crazy. You get two different pulse rates, rates and you can yeah, and it, and it, heterodyne yeah, them. It's awesome. It, yeah. Yes, you heterodyne yeah. them. Mix them. Whatever that means. Mix them. Put them together. <laughs> yeah, you put them yeah. together. And uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I when I realized that I was, I, I just love. Uh, watching electricity flow from point A to point B and like you can get it to do something for you and you can make get it to make beautiful sounds or ugly sounds mm -hmm. and then I also got into circuit bending for for the music as well where you know I would buy like one of those little um, um, you know Hallmark card pianos that go do 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 you know that top pitch is always <laughs> yeah. 
and then you you can turn that over you can uh, find two little nodes on the back that where you know uh, where there's solder and you just touch you can run a pot a potentiometer mm -hmm. between them or you can sometimes just touch with your fingers and you can and all the sound generator stuff just starts going squelchy and just really bizarre so hmm. you know I was getting into that and I said well I want to build circuits if I love building circuits so I want to do that for a living and then when I learned about the low voltage trade and I was mm. like well that is like if if someone's going to get paid to build circuits a fire alarm system is the circuit yeah. you know now it doesn't fit in a box it fits in a building but it's it's the same thing, you know. You're, mm -hmm. You have your relays. You have your you, everything's. You know, it has to flow perfectly from beginning to end. And if it mm -hmm. if there's any mistakes, you will know, and it won't work. And um, so, kind of putting all that stuff together, that's that's how I got in. Like, how do you get to be a professional circuit builder? Well, that's one way. You can get an engineering degree and start building. Yeah. You know, and then you're into the patent world, and yeah, and that's that's <laughs> kind of insane too. Like, talk to. If you read a bit about Dyson, you know, and like mm -hmm. his, like, patents is not something that you just you get into yeah. lightly. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I just wanted to be a professional circuit builder. And like, that's, yeah, that's how I, when I showed up uh, and I met Mark at Point Monterey, I, I just showed him my 555, my Atari Punk console. You know, and he was like, okay, that's kind of cool. You, You'd probably be good at this. Yeah, it'd yeah. probably be right up your alley. Yeah. Going yeah. for that Tom Morello sound, like yeah. the Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And some of the, yeah, that's a, that's Grindy a good point. stuff, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? I love so that. the whole, so the, so you, you were trained classically. Do mm -hmm. you, do you play several instruments? Or? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, flutes. I was trained on flute mm -hmm. as a classical flutist. And I was taking lessons since like the third grade. Uh, there's some advice for anybody out there. Get your kid uh, lessons, private lessons, as soon as they start. Really? And then okay. make them make them practice. Make them practice. Yeah. It'll pay off in the okay. long run. Um, but, yeah, and then I ended up going to get my master's degree at CalArts in, uh, mm -hmm. in Los Angeles, north of L.A. Mm -hmm. And, um, and in, when I was doing that, I was getting all into building electronic musical devices, like virtually, you know, sine, sine wave oscillators, mm -hmm. you know, controlling the pitch from an LFO. Do you, do you build stuff um, with chips or with just, sol just older solid state circuitry? Old solid state Man, circuitry. Man, I've got a whole bunch of that for you. You've right. got to come see me in Wilsonville because I got stuff okay. I honestly took from my home when I moved and put it there for I have no idea why. I've got capacitors, I got variable caps that are uh -huh. you know the size of your fist. All kind of old stuff that came out of radios. Yeah. Coils, stuff like that that really was meant for the radio industry and books that I don't need. Huh. And so they're yours. You just got to <laughs> oh, come claim come them. And I mean a, a, I got fun. a couple of books on circuits. I got one that's probably that thick. Yeah. That is yours. That you, it's wow. yours like whenever you want. Like every kind of circuit you could ever Dude, need. Dude, and several, several part electronic parts for radios. That the whole thing is yours. I give yeah. it to you right part, now. Part of me just wants to uh, build a radio, <clears throat> and okay. and just like start broadcasting, <laughs> just the way that we're Pirate broadcasting radio. right yeah. now. Yeah. But yeah. like, don't you just want to have like be broadcasting whatever you do, like over. All Over the frequencies FM. are free, you know. It just and it just it's out there, you know. <laughs> Something beautiful about that. 
subconsciously yeah make out make everybody subconsciously it's in the neighborhood going yeah. you know i think we should do we should hire half watt electric i don't know why and this is an original thought <laughs> <laughs> that's good this is an ori- this original thought brought to you by half watt electric yeah. <laughs> <laughs> need anything smart today I did have a student uh, the other day who came, uh, he, you know, those air spy radios are USB powered radios. They're about this big, little tiny things. Air spy. It's it's an actual uh, high frequency receiver and it goes down to the VHF range as well. And you just plug it in your computer. So your computer does most of the heavy lifting. This is just the interfacing piece to it. So anyway, we've got, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna, ask another question going uh, back to the half watt electric. Uh, have you started or um, have you thought about doing um, sub work for other big low voltage companies that are just willing to, I mean, because a lot of them are, I, I've, I think I've seen, I've seen a couple of companies like pay, you know, one, one man or small uh, low volt companies. Like subbing to, out to small. You know, I I haven't met any low voltage companies that want to hire another low voltage company. Um, I feel like the the main uh, people that we want to work with are electrical contractors. You know, yeah, because yeah. they'll, they'll bid the whole electrical package, high low voltage, right? And you know, for whatever project, even not having any idea who the fire alarm person's going to be or what the security system's going to look like, and so that's like who, you know we need to make friends with is electrical contractors and you know um trying to find other low voltage that want a higher low voltage i mean i don't know yeah. i don't know yeah are you are you guys um a whole a low, another low voltage that has too much work no, right right <laughs> that would say. be the key uh, like you guys licensed bonded and insured yeah. oh yes yeah okay. fully licensed I'll, bonded insured i'll talk and, to you and, after the podcast okay we're also <laughs> we're also esp certified we're we're an emerging small business which is a COVID certification, not COVID-19, but COVID, <laughs> right. um, which is uh, for, um, for women and minority-owned businesses to, uh, you know, they, they talk to larger contractors, say 20% of this project is supposed to be by, um, by minority and, you know, talent. Mm-hmm. And so if you can put together a team of, like, you, you kind of want to be the extension of that company, like, will do your fire alarm and will count towards your total um, COVID rating. Right. And right. when when they have that certain number of companies that are doing that, then they have financial incentives to do so. So we have a, uh, one of our electrical contractors I work with up on the hill. One of their electricians started her own company and then they hired her back. And so she helps do the minority piece for them. Yeah. So, and we, we, canceled one of our coffee contracts where I work at and hired a woman-owned, minority-owned business to get coffee from. And that's great coffee. There so, I go. mean, we, so we, we as in the Hill, I mean, that's mm-hmm. also, it's very important that yeah. X amount of our contracts are handled by, so like our abatement folks, the folks who do the asbestos abatement, mm-hmm. it's a minority-owned company. And I'm super thrilled because yeah. I want that. Otherwise, it's the same you know, the same yeah. major contractors doing work, which is fine, yeah. but then they're hiring out these subs to yeah. do parts of it, and then they become familiar with our 
policies and all that stuff. Yeah, kind of what we want when we go back to that sort of that dream team of five guys. You know, if you you could you could step back from that and be like, we want five companies that like really specialize in what they do. If they're all COVID certified, then you've got like this team. Yeah, and you can approach the larger contractors and say. You know, this is going to be our team, and you, and just by hiring us, your COVID certificate or your COVID uh, is covered. Nice. You know, and that is so that's that that would be nice to to get to that. Yeah, that's a stroke of genius on your part, and you got your nice at three, correct? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you're nice at three quads, mm-hmm. so you've got the ability to draw and yeah. And uh, awesome. I don't know if I have the ability to draw. I have well, right. <laughs> says you do. Says you do on, on paper. <laughs> yeah, that's Indeed. great. It just seems like it seems like you really. Uh, I I love the fact that that you know both you and Dakota have come on and kind of shared because because he was pretty upfront and honest how, you know it's 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 tough to get going. Mm-hmm. It's tough to start your own business. He's been real helpful to me. Shout out Dakota. You've oh yeah, been super helpful. He and he's yeah. and he and I've talked because he he and I talk probably as often as you and I do, if not more. Mm-hmm. And he'll say, yeah, there's there's times when I just can't get to something. So he's got two, at least two contractors that reach out to him when they can't get to a call and that spills over to him. And if he can't get to a call, he gives it to you. Yeah, and so the relationship there yeah. between him and the former companies he's worked for and probably the same thing with you is critical. Yeah, yeah. He's He, he had a situation, um, um, not to speak out of turn for him, but where he had a good relationship and so when he parted his company was like well we still need someone to do mm-hmm. this work and so can you and I can't imagine any of the companies I work for and going back and be like I'm working on my own you want to give me some of your work and they'd be like yeah I don't know but you but you never know it certainly never doesn't know. hurt it's true you know true. and and he and you know I, it you never know you should probably reach out to some of these bigger companies because you know, you I, I know you have to reach out one. to all of them to be honest yeah. you have to reach yeah. out to all of them yeah cold calling is like a pretty important skill you gotta learn it you gotta learn how to like just just put yourself out there and be like you don't know me but you're gonna you know yeah. now you do <laughs> you know anytime you you're cold calling someone you have to remember that like you're literally asking them to stop whatever that they were doing, which was probably the most important thing to them at that moment. That's mm-hmm. why they were doing it. Yeah. And you're telling them to stop doing that important thing and now listen to and now focus on me. So, you, you know, that's, you, but you have to recognize that that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You do want them. You know, if you're, if I go down to downtown, you know, and I want to, I want to put myself out there. I want everybody to stop and be like, hello, everybody. This is me. I want you to stop. But 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 you have to accept that you're bothering them. You're yeah, stopping them yeah. from doing whatever mm-hmm. they thought was the most important thing at that moment, and you have to accept that. Like this is what we're doing. Self awareness, yeah. Re- yeah. <laughs> you got to have a head on your shoulders, man. <laughs> you really do. That's a good way to look at it. And and your wife is now. You tell us again exactly what you do in your company. You're you're the. I'm deputy director. So the deputy director. Yeah. So you've also got a lot of business experience. If you're if you're at that level. Administrative experience, yeah. yes. And now I think that's going to help me with the, our company, but I don't know when exactly. Yeah, we're <laughs> working on gonna it. Happen. Yeah, which is fine. I'm, no, I'm a very young helping company. already because we, like he said, we're a team and we're working together. But as of now, I cannot just say bye to my job mm-hmm. and also because I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, there's no reason. The there's no reason if you can, yeah. you know, part time 
help him out and still yes. do a gig, then yeah, you know, and it pays the bills. And you have to. That would you be have to. <clears throat> yeah. the best. If we could all just quit everything we're doing and just start doing what we want yeah. to do, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> I'd yeah. sleep here. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so you got some guitars out there. You'd probably be playing a lot oh, of music. Yeah. I bet. Yeah, well, that's awesome. I'm, I'm just super proud of you guys. I really am. I just oh, thank you say so that. much. I've, yeah. I've, I've enjoyed watching both you and Dakota. You know, you haven't, you haven't tucked your tails and run back to either company and said, I, I, I tried this. It didn't work out. So it's obviously you're moving forward, and mm -hmm. that's the key. Yeah, a little self determination. Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the things uh, we were talking about was that with a smaller company, you can be a little more personalized. It's mm -hmm. not a, it's not, it's nice that the big companies can advertise. It's nice that the big companies have the dollars to do that, but you can actually personalize and work with a client, correct? Yeah. In, in, a, in maybe in a different way. Yeah. Well, um, well, as far as um, we, we speak, uh, multiple languages right we speak english we speak spanish okay. we speak portuguese wow yeah nice <laughs> I, had chance to, I had the chance to go and learn portuguese you speak portuguese like, yeah holy cow <laughs> i'm studying easy, i'm studying music and uh, you know i had to learn portuguese to be as there. you do hey, there you, <laughs> you know brazil i was if you thinking about picking music, that up but... you got to go to brazil and if you're in brazil yeah. you gotta speak portuguese <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so. I will tell you that speaking Spanish, which I don't, uh, even though I grew up eight miles north of the damn border, um, it, it is, I have done more work in, in apartment complexes where the folks didn't speak English. And as I'm testing the systems, you're coming out, you know, especially in complexes where the kids don't speak you know, English for, or the kids do and the, and the parents don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm having to tell a, an eight-year-old, look, I'm testing alarm system. He's going back, alarm de fuego, you know, telling the, the people don't freak out. I, the fact that you're, you know, trilingual, really, right? I mean, is beautiful I also to speak me. gummy bear <laughs> gummy bear pig Latin. <laughs> do you have kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> So back to what you were saying with the, the personalized, uh, that touch, that's more and more we're losing it, especially I feel like since 2019, everything's become so automated and uh, we're every, it online, feels like all these big remote. companies are just going through the motions. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> right? Yes. But you two seem like you also are a good team. Like it's the first time I've had a couple come in here. Mm -hmm. Like usually, oh, it's, yeah. usually mm -hmm. it's just you know one or the other. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't no, think no. we've had a couple, so oh, that yeah. was nice. Yeah, El Vita's a big part of everything. Every time I'm like, even if I want to just like uh, dedicate like uh, some portion of what we're doing for a new tool or something like mm -hmm. that, like, should we, should we, you know, invest in this thing? And she'll be. You know, and she makes the calls. I mean, we, we talk about all that stuff. Yeah. Even um, even though I don't know much about the business because he's a technician. The, you know, sure. the technical and, side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I feel like because I have dealt with other businesses in the past, I mm -hmm. have a very good touch about things that he should and should not do. Good. So mm -hmm. that helps us a lot as well. And she's run businesses. She's run her own businesses in the past. Oh, you have? Uh, oh, so you yeah. got experience doing small oh, yeah. businesses yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I owned a clean business before, mm -hmm. um, nice. and I also managed other businesses, so 
I kind of familiar with something yeah. like that, but yeah. not electric <laughs> businesses. Yeah, but, but still, but the, yeah. the basics are still there. Yeah. You're still got to yeah. pay quarterly taxes. Is, and It's yeah. helping right now. Yeah. Yeah. And Excellent. half of it's customer service. <laughs> yeah. It really yeah. is. And it's I mean, true that, uh, you know, as far as the, the bilingual aspect, it's true that when you, you know, you're dealing with the, the customer in the one language, but when you go to his store, mm-hmm. everybody's speaking Spanish over there. Like mm-hmm. uh, I was right. at a McDonald's earlier today, everybody there was speaking Spanish. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking for the vault that was completely filled with water, I was lucky because the person that was, he wasn't even like a manager or anything. He was just that guy that knows where everything is and does everything. You right, know? right. And I managed to run into him and he didn't speak English very well. And so I was able to actually just talk with him, like ask him where the vault was, determine where it was, show him what it was. And he, and you know, we, he taught me a few of the vocabulary words, mm-hmm. you know, and, but, but I mean, that's, that's the advantage of being able to speak, you know, multiple languages. And, yeah. Um, it just helps you because if you have to wait till you can find somebody who both who who speaks English and also knows the information, because mm-hmm. they're not the ones working in the building. No, not at so, all. So it really uh, really helps with with all that. And on site working with crews that you know Spanish speaking crews, it's oh, and 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 there's there are Spanish speaking folks everywhere. Oh yeah, like and and that's mm. to me. That's an that's a business advantage, mm-hmm. honest to God. It just puts you, uh, it puts you right there because now all of a sudden the the person you're you're dealing with, you know, if they're Hispanic, they have right there. You've got an in with them. You both speak the same language, you know, and and you can. They can it's, feel a, it's a game player. Make me up. Communication is so important. Yeah. I have <laughs> oh, worked yeah. with in a, in literally hundreds of places where I could not. If they if they couldn't speak English, I had to go find somebody who was bilingual to yeah. help me. And and I, I you do not know how much I kick my own ass for not learning <laughs> Spanish. It is it is I could still do it. I just you know. And I, just, I think oh. more than <clears throat> than just speaking the language, being culturally competent, sensitive mm. to it. That's yeah. also another thing that he has an advantage on because it's not only about speaking the language, but kind of getting in touch with the culture that that mm-hmm. person comes from, which mm-hmm. he's very related to with me and the people that we relate to mm-hmm. yeah that would make sense so i i can appreciate that yeah. that's a big that's a big damn deal for me but cult, culture is a huge thing in, yeah. in with me like it's I, I if i wasn't doing this i would like to have been an anthropologist because i just i love cultures and how they work and and the uh, you know norms of different yeah and, and I grew up in and I grew up in San Diego I grew up in Southern California and Fairfield. if you uh, yeah Oceanside and Oklahoma so all of that you know if you know every you had every culture you know from yeah. Samoan to oh, yeah. to Mexican to you know African American I mean it just everybody was there especially yeah. around the Marine Corps I mean that was like you know I grew up just south of Camp Pendleton. Yeah, the military is kind of a great sort of equalizer, isn't it? <laughs> Once you go oh, yeah, in or, and or you spend nine pump. years in the yeah, Navy, really is. yeah, the guy who's going to pull you out of that crap hole you're in, you don't give a, you don't give a damn what he speaks. You don't give a damn what color his skin is you're glad he or her. Up. You're just glad he's <laughs> helping you get through it. And honest to God, the, yeah. the teamwork and the camaraderie, I've never seen anything like it, like it was in the military. It was, it was incredible. We didn't give, we didn't give two shits. What anybody was like. All we cared about was you do your job, didn't fall asleep at watch, and you know when there's a fire, we'll get you through. Honest to God, 
Uh, the, would, would you agree with that oh, since yeah, you spent nope, as many years on it as I yeah, did? Yeah. yeah. Were you yeah. in the military as well? Yeah. Yep. Seabees. He was in a Seabee. So he was <clears throat> in the construction battalion of For, the Navy. Of the Navy. Of the Navy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Oh. I was a fleet guy. I was out banging my head off of stuff on a ship. Getting your so. brains fried by radio waves. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that could have been what did it. But, yeah. Good. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys coming in yeah, tonight. Thanks so much for taking the time to, uh, you know, introduce us to the world. And, Absolutely. You know, it was uh, the first uh, podcast of the year, and you were, you you called this out. You're like, uh, yes. I got the, yeah, That's I got right. Dakota, I got Kieran out there. Like, ah, oh, shit. Okay, I'm gonna. Okay, all right. Now it's time. I'm like that. It's time. Well, we want to we want to be able to present something, you know. And and when you're getting started, you don't necessarily know what you have to present yeah. and what to yeah. offer. So, but now you do. What? How can people get a hold of Half Watt Electric if they want it? How How do they get a hold of you if they want to hire you or talk to you? Well, Half Watt Electric at Gmail, H A L F W A T T E L E C T R I C at Gmail dot com. Okay, pretty straight. We're working on our website, which is going to be up within a couple of weeks. Nice, perfect. Um, and um, Facebook. yeah, Facebook. Facebook. You can find us on there. You can call me since everybody's yeah. got my number. <laughs> seems like the love of God. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know if it seems like it. I don't know. Everybody has you. Everybody has my number. I get. I'm like, oh my god! I haven't heard from this person in like four years. You know, yeah. I had one call me up the other day. Well, you're like, you're an encyclopedia, so so oh. people need to like address knowledge inside your brain. I'm right. in front of a duck detector, and it won't do this. Put the cover on. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, that alone, <laughs> knowing about the tamper is. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, uh, thanks so much for having us. Yeah. Thank you guys. And please, uh, please consider coming back. And, yeah. And especially as you get more and more successful. Absolutely. I, I really and and bring your lovely wife. That's me knocking. What? <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you, you for having well, thank us. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Half Watt Podcast. We always want to hear from you, and we encourage you to email us at halfwattpod at gmail.com with questions or even your own stories. Funny, crazy, or praiseworthy, we want to hear it all. You can follow us on Instagram at halfwattpod to stay up to date on our feed. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share us with a friend, the best way to help us grow. The Half Watt Podcast is a production of Now Hear This Studios.